The Chaser Report, brought to you by hidden signals that are cries for help. Like, for example, I don't know, maybe let's say if an intern went away to join the glamorous world of TV only to be dragged back and forced to talk to a bunch of blokes on a podcast no one cares about. That's just an example, though. (laughs) Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. It is Thursday, the 26th of August. I'm clearly Dominic Knight and with me is Charles Firth. How are you going, Charles? Hello, Dom. How are you? I mean, Gabby. You're Gabby. You tricked me. What do you mean? No, I'm a dad. I have children. <laughs> I've, I've worked at The Chaser for 25 years. Dom, you're not even 25. You I are just 20. turned 25. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Oh, that's depressing. Isn't that fucking upsetting? Yeah. yeah. Dom is away for the week, but we are here holding the fort and Gabby, I've got some terrible Terrible news. Oh? Which is, we've been banned. Uh, again? Well, we, temporarily. We got banned uh. for 24 hours from Facebook. What did you do, Charles? It wasn't me. It was Xander's article. It wasn't me this time. All right, I will say that is a first. What yeah. happened? No, it was, um, he did, you know how Matt Canavan came out against the Wiggles for having all those diversity picks in their new lineup? Yeah, because he stands up for what is right and clearly the yeah. main issue at hand right now is is what the Wiggles look like. So, yeah, go on. So, Xander, yeah, I know. It's the biggest story in the world at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. And so Xander wrote what I thought was a very funny article about how they had decided to take Matt Canavan's opinions into account and they'd mm. appointed a white wiggle. And then oh. and then Cam posted on our Facebook page with a picture of a white wiggle in a sort of Ku Klux Klan outfit. Oh, no. <laughs> I can then, see now where the ban is coming from. Yeah. And then we got suspended from posting for 24 hours. Plus, they threatened us with having our page completely removed. That's well, like... And it, like our page reaches like seven million people a month. That's that's uh, they were going to deprive. I mean, imagine a world where you couldn't see the chaser on Facebook. Is that a world you would even want to live in, Gabby? I mean, I think it's a world that many people live in, Charles. <laughs> I, I don't know whether. I mean, I'm not saying that I want it to happen. Obviously, mm. I because I am in the interest of um, staying in employment. Mm. I I would like yeah. the page to remain uh, open and available. But mm. in terms of everybody else's life being affected by this, Charles, I got I got to hand it to you. I don't think people. Really, are I think worried. it's the final straw. I think you know. I mean, COVID was pretty bad. Um, climate change is pretty awful. Bushfires are horrible. But the chase of being banned. I mean, that's. That's a bigger issue than the, than the Wiggles diversifying, that's for sure. So, you know what? All, the only angle we can take is maybe Matt Canavan will have a, an angry rant about us. That would be great for our publicity. No, no, no. He's, he's come out in support of our, you know, right to freedom of speech. Beach. Oh, no, that's not what you want. I know, which makes me think that we're actually on the wrong side and that Facebook should ban us. Wait a second. Hold on. He came out in support of us. Yes. He, d- ca- d- he understood the intention of the article, correct? I, um, uh, wait, this like, is it's Matt Canavan like we're talking they about. They said I'm racist and I'm fine with that. <laughs> like, I agree. I, what? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I know. And look, uh, and I think somebody reached out to us and gave us his mobile number and said oh you know like he's really supportive of you on this issue and just going i don't want to i don't want anything to do with you oh, you're no. creepy weirdo from- maybe a ban would be good for us we can yes. really take a, a, a some time away and, and recuperate anyway <laughs> point is, I now have Matt Kennevan's personal mobile phone number so um, oh what could go yeah. wrong coming up in the show <laughs> dom goes away for one week we get banned and sued that'd be great <laughs> coming up on the show we've got dylan bean from news fighters podcast He's been, for some reason, trawling through Christopher Pine's podcast, which is called Pine Time, and he's got some choice clips. Presumably, 
you know, he's listening to Pine Time so that you don't have to. And we've also got Lockie and Xander turning up to have a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of an expose on um on, on Charles's. Uh, oh, you don't know? No. Then I'm not going to tell you. It's just it's just someone that what? we don't know's Wikipedia that we might have been. Oh, no, it's not them. Meddling. Is it? No, no. What? No, no, Charles. It's not them. It's not them. Your Wikipedia page, totally fine. I don't trust you. Let, let's go to Rebecca Dana Mino in the Chaser newsroom. The Paralympics have introduced a new NDIS sport where contestants must jump through endless hoops to qualify. One contestant called it the race that never ends, with rules constantly changing throughout the race. As housing prices continue to skyrocket, the federal government has partnered with Bunnings to offer affordable housing for first home buyers. The cardboard box fort scheme will reduce development red tape by giving families tape to build their dream homes. Scott Morrison has been criticised for taking a day off work to get a hair transplant. The Prime Minister was shocked at the criticism, saying he was taking meaningful steps to prevent the upcoming recession. I'm Rebecca Dana-Muno, and this is The Chaser News. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by listening to signals that something is wrong and someone needs help. Yes, that's right. I said, help. Help me. Now, as Australian entertainment royalty, all The Chaser have Wikipedia pages. However, for the last few years, Lachlan mm. and I have been paying special attention to one specific member of the Chaser's Wikipedia page. No, that's the last few years, Charles. We've only worked for you yeah, for one. This is very odd. Like, what? But how? Why? What? Yeah, so, but- when I was 18, I was sitting in my legal studies class, which was a huge bludge because no one with a law degree does anything. Uh, and I... I was watching old Chaser bits, particularly the first in the USA segment, and I thought, eh, nah, this guy needs to get taken down a peg. So what was the first thing that you changed? Yeah, so I thought, you got to... So you're not the person who changed my age to 55, were you? You, uh, 56, Fuck happy you. birthday. Wait, is that more uh, or less? Yeah, no, that's the first thing. The first thing I did was <laughs> I went and I, I changed your birth year to 1955. 65, yeah, yeah. Wait, so you're because, officially no, 56. I, for the last couple of years, like, especially like the parents of friends. And by the way, you look yeah, fantastic exactly. go, for 56. Oh, like, have been saying to my friends, oh, you know, Charles looks really good for his age. Like, he's really, you know. <laughs> and, and it was like, and then, like, I'd always take the compliment. And then it turned out that everyone thought that I was this 56-year-old just who mixed with a whole lot of mid-40 people. So for any fans listening at the moment, if you genuinely Google Charles Firth age, the first thing that comes up is really? 1965. Still? Right, still to this oh, day. fuck you. All these Lockwood. years later. How do you... Yeah. Mind you, don't you think I'm a bit of a silver fox? Like, as a, you know, eh? I mean... Sorry, I think Xander was saying something I couldn't quite hear. 
<laughs> I am. Oh, look, it's just like about 56 years, you fuckwit. However, it doesn't okay. stop there. We just didn't stop at yep. the age bracket. So the next thing that I changed uh, was in an episode of Radio Chaser, you just off the cuff mentioned, oh, Danger's my middle name. <laughs> And I thought, well, well, we've got to make this official. So I then went onto Wikipedia, opened up the edit, and now your full name, Charles, is Charles Henry Danger Bergman Firth, <laughs> which is really weird because that's not the weirdest name you have, Bergman. <laughs> What's your that? name literally sounds like you're a member of the royal family, Charles. <laughs> Wait, I, I assume Bergman was one of you guys making making it up. No, 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 Bergman. That one's real. Real bit. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, the Bergmans yeah. are very, you know. Notable, but no, no, but that's very Bergman dishonest the first, not of the you, Lachlan. That is very dishonest because I remember when you first, you know, mentioned, when I first met yeah, you, when yeah. you first were sort of looking up Wikipedia for me, you went, "Oh, is is Danger really your middle name?" And you made it seem like you like oh, oh, you, Charles, you hadn't Charles, done it yourself. Is it true that you were part of a, a hockey team called Mighty Dicks with Ch- with Chris Taylor? No, no, that, back it in was the, the Mighty Ducks, and it was a cricket. Well, team. that's not what Wikipedia <laughs> says. <laughs> oh, you fuckwit! And that's not this where it just... stops. Uh, we thought over time. All right, like these minor modifications—they're getting through way too easy. No one's changing them, so we stepped it up a level, and uh, we started to put a few more provocative things in there, like Charles loves eating ass. Um, <laughs> that Charles has a slave yeah. army and that Charles really, really, really wants to launch a coup in the Democratic Republic of Congo. <laughs> Wait, not to mention that last well, year you announced that you were starting an OnlyFans account. Mind you, I think some of those things are accurate. I have always wanted to launch a coup in the Congo and um, that whole eating ass thing, you know. <laughs> You're partial. Partial to it, yeah. Now we can reference this episode of the podcast and add them back into Wikipedia page. Oh, no, no. So, <laughs> Charles, is there anything else you'd like to say for us to yeah. not put well, on the Wikipedia page? You, maybe you could say on Wednesday, the 25th of August, 2021, Charles fired his interns <laughs> on air. Wow. They were Lachlan Hodson. And Xander. I don't think that's oh, great, funny great. enough. Oh, great, great. I'm still safe. Well, joke's on you, Charles, because Xander and I don't have Wikipedia <laughs> ah, pages. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by... Look, I have said too much already, please. I don't know how he did it, but Charles trapped me in the podcast and I can't get out. He kept saying he learned his lesson after Nina. Send help. We've got Dylan with us from Newsfighters Podcast. Apparently, Dylan, you've been watching 
all of Chris Pine's podcast? So, yes, unfortunately, <laughs> for, for my mental health, yes. Christopher Pine, for, for those of you who don't know, the former Defence and Education Minister, quit federal parliament in 2019 and being a washed-up middle-aged white person, he decided to set up a podcast. I'm sorry, when I heard that you were doing this on the podcast, this is true, I thought you were talking about Chris Pine as an established Hollywood actor, Chris <laughs> Pine, not realising that you were talking right. about Christopher B-Y-N-E, Politician. I'm on the same page now. I was like, whoa, they gave that guy a podcast? It's spelt differently. I thought, Gabby, that you're a little bit too enthusiastic about this. I was literally like, I don't understand what's bad about this. Okay, but now I completely get it. Go on, Dylan. I think we're more, Chaser Report's slightly more of a, a Ozpol Australian political bent than mm. a Hollywood yeah. bent. But maybe next time, oh. if you want me, if Chris, the other Chris Pine sets up a podcast, I'm happy yeah. to listen to, to all the episodes of that. That would be great. I, I, I now understand why just before we did this segment, Gabby was talking about, oh, well, you know, I know the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was going, why, does, why does that matter? I'm just a fucking idiot. Sorry. We'll cut this part out, editor. Okay. Um, so, Dylan, how is your mental health holding up? <laughs> well, look, I, you know, I have to say, compared to listening to Gladys's 11 a.m. press conferences, the Christopher Oof. Pine podcast is slightly less depressing, but equally as absurd. I don't know. <laughs> what is it about? What does he talk about? It's, it's basically, I don't know how we got it. So, <clears throat> Southern Cross or Stereo basically were just like, do you want a podcast? Mm. He just interviews his mates. It's a half-hour interview show. So he's had on ScoMo and Albo and Malcolm Turnbull and Gladys and people like that. But he just talks about himself endlessly. So it's a bit – it's even by podcast standards, it is overwhelmingly indulgent. He's, he's the Joe Rogan of podcasts. I think that's Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan is oh, the yeah, Joe Rogan that's, of that's podcasts. Good point, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's the Joe Rogan of former liberal ministers, I think. But um, <laughs> it's amazing he got a podcast because he admits on the podcast – I listen to all 20 episodes by by the way, it's quite quite a grueling listen. But even he admits that he's not very good at tech. Have a listen. Is that it's right? just Google Box. It's oh. like saying the YouTube. Well, I would say the YouTube. Would you? Because to me, the YouTube is a subject. Right. Okay. But, <laughs> but that's because I'm a bit out of touch with reality. Who'd somehow discovered on the intertube... <laughs> Oh, I think it's the internet, actually. <laughs> the interweb. And the FaceTube. No, it's the face. It's not FaceTube, <laughs> is it? YouTube. <laughs> yes, well, when Malcolm made me the Minister for Industry, Innovation and Science, I really kind of felt I should explain to him that I wasn't very good at things like innovation. <laughs> I mean, the, the science should have been there that he's not very good at tech. I mean, remember his Twitter account got hacked oh, and accidentally yeah. liked a gay porn tweet? Remember that? He's, he's not, can't even keep his Twitter account secure. Oh, my God. You know what? His voice sounds like, I mean, I know we're saying it's not the Chris Pine in Hollywood, but after listening to <laughs> Ozpol Chris Pine, he sounds like he could be and should be a Bond villain. Oh, he'd be perfect. Like, listening to him talk, mm. it's like, yeah, you know, you think he's an old grandpa yeah. who doesn't know how tech works. Boom! Tech lab in the basement yes. with weapons that destroy the world. I'm going to great. take over the intertubes. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there was a sign that he's even not as good as tech as probably your toddler, Charles, or your kid when they were a toddler, because mm. he said he doesn't even know how to use an iPad. I had an iPad once. Did you? I never turned it on. Yeah. They gave it to me. The defense, they gave it to you. One of the government departments gave it to me and said, this is your iPad, Minister, mm. and you're going to be sent all of your cabinet documents on this iPad. Mm. And so you need to put your password in and this is it and it's all very secure. Yeah. And I gave it to my 
um, one of my advisors and said, this is the iPad with all the cabinet documents on it and uh, I don't intend to use it at all. Um, So just, you know, go to the website that is provided to us and print off the documents and put them in a folder with a two-hole punch for me and I'll (laughs) take them into the cabinet and read them beforehand, etc. Fucking weird flex. I have this iPad. It was brand new and it was bought for me by my government. And instead of giving it to somebody who might actually have some use for it, I told my intern to go and print things off with it and then give it to me in person with paper. And and the, the real party of meritocracy, the Liberals here, remember, he was the Minister for Industry, Science and Innovation. Good for him. And he didn't even and, use an iPad. And education and defence industries. Do you think actually the minister titles are sarcastic? They make Angus Taylor the Minister for Climate Change or something like that now. I mean, Tony Abbott was Minister for Women. women. Yeah, that that is ironic. I think they I just th- think that it's it's just sarcasm. I think it's just a big game of pull it out of the hat at a Liberal Party somewhere. Yeah. They're like, all right, who's going to be the Minister for Women? <laughs> Tony, put your hand in. Or, or just sabotaging. Yeah, I'll make him yeah. the Minister for <laughs> Defence Industries. Yeah. <laughs> this will be fun. Yeah, he can't yeah. work an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Even on the podcast, he acknowledged his own skill set. When I was fantasising about what jobs I might have post-politics, not recently but years ago, (laughs) and thinking I might actually not be qualified for anything. And he's right. (laughs) (laughs) I I think people have switched off. I don't think anyone's listening right now, Dylan. To the Pine podcast. (laughs) No, to this podcast because it's playing the Pine. It's it's hugely popular. Oh, really? Or they've brought bots to buy iTunes reviews because on Apple Podcasts, it's got hundreds and hundreds of five-star reviews. The Tony Abbott podcast, which launched last week, last I checked, only had one Apple Podcast review. I mean, my podcast, Newsfighters, has five, and I've never even been Prime Minister of Australia. Wait a minute. Tony Abbott has a podcast? Yes. Uh, (laughs) What's it called? It's called, um, he just launched it two weeks ago, Australia's Heartland with Tony Abbott. Oh, Oh, you know, Dylan, we're going to have to get you to listen to that. The one thing I did hear on the Tony Abbott podcast, they've got banjo music like the Beverly Hillbillies for the theme song, which I think is very apt. (laughs) I have a question about Chris Pine's podcast. If he's so inept with technology, how is he coping with just the simple act of speaking into a microphone? Mm. Like, how is he dealing with uploading an episode? Well, from the looks of it, Southern Crosser Stereo does all the back end. He just walks into it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> walks into a uh, into a back into door a, into a studio. Thing. I'll go through some of the funniest, most random clips I found. There's a few here. There's one where he uh, was talking to the director of the Adelaide Festival, Rachel Rachel Healy, and he immediately got bored. Have a listen. Perfect example of what festivals can do that that uh, which is to go outside the four walls of an art centre and create a site specific. It was cold experience. the night that I was there, I must say. Yes, I think. But I I dressed poorly. Oh, right. <laughs> I should have worn. <laughs> I dressed for the summer, and of course, as soon as the sun the sun was gone, I was I was in deep trouble. But well, I think I pushed some old lady. You know, pushed old. <laughs> I pulled an old lady's rug from next to me on half onto me and half onto her. I think she just generously allowed me to. <laughs> yes, Christopher Pine admits to elder abuse. There, won't see that on the front page of the Telegraph, though. We probably would like to. <laughs> True crime podcast. I'm. It basically I'm is scared. And that was and that was a cold case. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. And of course, he has on all his big political friends like Scott Morrison, Malcolm Turnbull, Anthony Albanese. But don't expect insightful geopolitical policy insights. Instead, he just talks about his old clothes. 
I've got something to reveal to you about track suits. Okay. I have a track suit. I don't believe you. I, I have recently acquired a 1981 Calvin Klein reproduction track suit. <laughs> so I had some seersucker white pants that were um, puffy in the thighs and and came in at the ankles. Carolyn bought me a pair of thongs years ago when she was buying thongs for the children and said, here's some thongs. I said, what am I going to do with those? What do you wear to the beach? Boat shoes. Uh, That's what you want from a political podcast. I, look, I'm changing my opinion on free speech in this country. I, I'm not sure that people should be allowed to just podcast. I think they Content should be illegal. Mind you, he might he might have a run-in with the federal police because on his podcast he admitted he told Amanda Vanstone how he'd hijack an aeroplane. I don't know why they bothered, you know, bothered to ban bloody knives and forks on the plane if I wanted to take over a plane. I could stick a chopstick or something down through their eyeball and pull yeah, it out. HB pencil in the an eyeball. HB pencil in the eyeball. Or the eardrum, incidentally. That'll oh. work. Grab them by the back of the hair. I shove an HB pencil and then go tap, tap. <laughs> and believe me, they're ready to do what you want. Is this why people always accuse comedians of being leftist? <laughs> like, because here's the thing, like that, I, I think we finally found right-wing comedy that isn't just immediately awful. Like, hear me what? out. What? Chris Pine was a shithouse politician, right? Shithouse. Terrible. I can say that as I was 10 at the time. Mm. But it's like, I'm not sure whether I'm laughing with him. But I'm definitely laughing. But it was so violent. Like, <laughs> that's what's funny about it. You just can't believe that this man had a job in uh, leadership. <clears throat> or everyone from Adelaide is just a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that wasn't the scariest thing from the podcast. The scariest one was back in March when he interviewed Gladys Berejiklian and had this scary preview of what was to come for the state. You said when you were in response to some questions from some journalists, I'm looking forward to testing the health system in New South Wales. We've invested an enormous amount of money in the health system that in New South Wales. That was a brave Wales. call. It was. and I believed it, though. Yeah, and if, if there is a breakout, well, we feel like we've got the assets in place to deal with it. Well, that's why we kind of move forward confidently in, in opening up parts of our economy. And I pr- promised myself I never wanted to shut down schools again, never wanted to have a lockdown again after the first experience. I thought, let's... Let's find a sustainable way of living with this moving forward. Mm. And that's the path we've taken in New South Wales, just to keep pushing literally the boundaries, seeing how much we can do in a COVID-safe way. How's that pushing of the boundaries going now, Gladys? I think the Ambos and the Western Sydney hospitals are not enjoying the boundaries being pushed. Dylan, it's just a stress test. It's a stress <laughs> That's, that's all she's doing. She just wants to... Everything's a simulation now. Yeah, yeah. Just basically maximising the value that she gets from the investment she's made in the health system. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Clearly it worked. Anyways, that's that's Pine Time, Christopher Pine's podcast, the Christopher Pine podcast where Christopher Pine talks about Christopher Pine for Christopher Pine's enjoyment. <laughs> um, I cover the whole thing in more more in depth on this week's episode of my podcast, News Fighters, so uh, feel free to have a listen there. I will be. And that's out on Friday, isn't it? It's out on Friday, yep. Yep, okay, great. Well, uh, well that's tomorrow. Let's, um, we'll all download it. We all promise to download it, don't we? <laughs> I have a bit of wine time with Pine Time, that's for sure. Yeah, if your Friday night is yeah, wine time with pine time, <laughs> we're in lockdown. What else are we going to do? Wine time with pine time, but only through the the, the lens of news fighters. I don't know yeah. how I could deal with it in a serious level. <laughs> You've done a saint's job, Dylan. Yeah. I don't Thank know you. how Thank you did that. We're going to have you back and we're going to get you to do the same thing with Tony Abbott's podcast so we don't have to listen to that either. Brilliant. Would love to. Yeah. Well, let's let him get a few more eps in the can and I'll, and I'll love to come back. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank you so Thanks. much. Cheers. Thanks. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This wonderful episode of The Chaser Report was brought to you by Not Sending Help. Everything is fine. Charles is a great boss and role model to me and everyone else at Chaser Digital TM. I am saying this of my own free will. Now, just before we go, Gabby, uh, mm. John has just dropped in because he, he's got some sort of issue. Oh, what, what's going on, John? Hi. Well, as the camera correspondent, <laughs> I was paying attention to the Canberra COVID like, news. As you do. And our chief minister was holding a press conference, just like all the premiers do in states where they're allowed to call them premiers. <laughs> and there was a question that annoyed me a little bit. There were some COVID fragments found in the sewage in Marimbula. There's some speculation that Canberrans are to blame for that. Can you provide any clarity on that situation? Oh, no, I don't know where the sewage fragments have come from. It, it, I mean, there's, there's COVID all over New South Wales, so it's just as likely um, to be from New South Wales. I, I don't think the sewage detection is quite that sophisticated to be able to tell whether it's a Canberrans poo or someone <laughs> else's. That is great. Why did that irritate you, John? How dare New South Wales accuse us of bringing COVID to, to your state, first of all. Second, you know evidence and you just have wildly based accusations like that in the middle of questions about vaccine rollouts. Okay, I know that you're frustrated, right? But all I can help think is like it's this Carmen San Diego poo operation that it's like, well, it was found in poo, but not our poo. There was a second question 10 minutes later in the press conference about who has made the allegation that a Canberran went to New South Wales to, to take a poo and share COVID around. I'm sorry to bring up the Marimbula sewage again. Um, John Barillaro has directly pointed at the ACT as the cause of that. What is your response to well, what, does John? Does John know something about the poo that other people don't? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where he's getting that from. I mean, if he's got scientific evidence that can back it up that it's Canberra poo, um, OK, all right. But, I mean, seriously... Uh, I, I'm just not interested in, in having uh, whose poo it was arguments with John Barillaro at the moment, um, to be honest. Jasper. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fucking cope with this. The, the, the weird thing is this has actually raised the quality of public discourse in the country. Yeah, it's the first time we've talked about actual border issues between Canberra and New South Wales. <laughs> How dare John Barillaro just smear the good name of Canberra? <laughs> Not the only thing he's smearing, apparently. <laughs> no, look, speaking as a New South Welshman, I, I think these are questions that do need to be raised. I, I back John Barillaro in raising these questions about the poo. And I suppose what I would put back to you, John, <laughs> and and to, to your 
you know, Bar or whatever his name is, is, you know, if you're going to be saying that it's not Canberra and Poo, then provide the evidence. Why can't your sewerage systems decide whether it's a Canberra or a New it's South Wales? It's a New Wales South Wales sewerage system. The accusation is that Canberra went to New South Wales and pooed in the... <laughs> <laughs> And pooed illegally. Distracting from the actual accusation of whose poo is whose, right? Yeah. I actually really want to uphold the, the, the journalistic integrity yes. of whoever's asking these questions. It's really great because, like, question number one was good, but number two. <laughs> number two. It's way better. It was literally just a shit joke. What I just made, just a poo joke. I just made a joke about poo. That's what the outro is now. Genuinely, the question before this was about getting vaccines to people who work in disability centres. <laughs> and then it went to whose poo is it, John Barilaro? said it's yours. Oh my god. I noticed you've labelled that audio clip Poogate. So I think this is what this has become. This is a national scare. This needs a name. This is the first time we've had an actual shitstorm in Australian politics. We've reached that point. But also I assume the anti-terror police are coming for Andrew Barr any day now though. Well you know what though, he'll be right because brown nosing is rampant in politics anyway. We are supported by the, what, what are we? You've never done that announcement, have you Charles? Our equipment. Now that Dom's gone, you don't know what to do. Our our equipment uh, comes from Road. Is oh that, my is god! Our equipment's from Road, and we are supported by the Acast Creator Network. Please leave a five-star review yep. on Apple, and the keyword today is surely poo. It's poo. Dom is going to be so disappointed. See ya. Bye. <laughs>